It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Want to give us a quick synopsis? Emerson's dad had like a bit of a checkered pass, did he? But he really and he came. Emerson came up. Uh, you know, it was pretty. It was pretty rough. Hard scrabble life. Sure. Dad was in jail for a little bit. Got out. Got his kids back. The mom went to jail for a little bit. So mm. there was a lot of that going on. But they had a nice support system. And but at the root. He was just a good, motivated dad who wanted to make sure that his kid got on track and stayed on track. And he overcame a lot to get the kid on the right page and got a lot of early mornings, made him work at his landscaping company. Wow. You know, put a work ethic in the kid that is very visible today. And it's the, you know, she lays it out really well. The dad's turned it around and their relationship is great. Yeah. And I actually bumped into that, into his dad when we were down in Carolina for that Panthers game. Oh, you said that you had. Yep. And he just, and he just, I ended up, we ended up talking to him. We're doing like just some man on the street stuff. Right. And all of a sudden he's like, and I am Emerson's dad. I'm like, wow, what's going on? Bury the lead. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, uh, and he was like a real, he was a real affable dude, but it was just, that's a great story so far this year. Wonderful. I got a Martin Emerson story real quick. Cool. Uh, Also, Mary Kay, I know she's still on. I'll offer Earl and Anthony a security tomorrow. Mike's trying to to throw some elbows. (laughs) We'll we'll send out Earl and Anthony with Mary Kay to make sure she gets through. Uh, A&M played Mississippi State when Emerson was there two years ago at Mississippi State. He picked off Kellen Mond, who's now on the Browns for a pick six. And he threw, when he scored, he just threw the ball at the end zone. It ricocheted off the back and hit me in the back of the leg. So Martin Emerson. Wow, wow. you guys are kind almost, of connected. Almost took me out. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are almost friends. Yeah. Um, exactly, almost friends. And if I was his friend, I'd get him for Christmas some Cleveland whiskey. Cleveland whiskey's Christmas Ooh-hoo. bourbon is available nice. now. Mm. Visit your local liquor store. Take some home today. It's whiskey without limits. You're my friend, so you can get me a bottle of Cleveland whiskey. I'm about whiskey. to say, where's I'm my getting, bottle? Listen, eight days of Hanukkah, you're getting eight bottles of whiskey each. So listen, um, yeah. I talked about this yesterday. It's, it's it's a different kind of whiskey. Mike, have you ever had it? Yes. Yeah, smooth. absolutely. It's, it's smooth. I'm not whiskey. a whiskey drinker, yep. mm-hmm. but I found it to be very smooth. I think what we should do is we should start a new tradition. Every time there's a victory Monday, I think we should start the show with a shot of Cleveland whiskey. I think that might work. Everybody down with that? I think uh, yeah. we have to. Uh, can I yeah. have two shots? I can bring my bottle in. I do have a bottle. Yeah, you yeah. bring yours in. When Cleveland whiskey comes on board, hopefully they'll send us some, and we'll drink some Christmas whiskey on a we, wonderful yeah. December we, morning. We, we, we don't have time to wait. We want to get drunk now. I keep a bottle in my desk well, upstairs. Of Cleveland whiskey? <laughs> you guys want up? <laughs> up? I keep a bottle in my desk upstairs. Like, whoa, whoa. Uh, First time I've seen any restraint. What y'all talking about? Getting drunk here? That's not. It's not this type of program. Bull is a very responsible. I don't know that you. Yes. Had, did you have a? You didn't have a beer at my place, no, did you? No, I don't oh, really whoa. drink. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't drink at the uh, at the uh, at the dinner. dinner. What's the wrong dinner. with you, dude? Why don't you drink to have a good time like we do? <laughs> beer pressure at its worst. Oh, they could they be every time. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, yeah, Cleveland whiskey. It's it is legit. Uh, Cleveland whiskey. And I'm gonna see Bull at the Cleveland on Friday, by the way. Just oh yeah, he'll he'll be there not drinking. Teetotaler Bull. There hey, look at that. I love that crap. You Adam got a graphic now. and everything? Adam uh-huh. the Bull Live at the Clevelander Barn Grill. Now, wait a minute. Is there going to be food involved there for you? Absolutely. How is it that you're going to have food and we're going to be here eating well, nothing? Well, after the show, you guys are all invited to come down Man, for lunch. I can't come down. Nice. I wish I could. I have too many obligations. Well, there you go. I can go. Get rid of one of the obligations. I can go there immediately. I wish I could. Tell somebody else. Oh, you know what? One of the obligations is I'm doing a Zoom, a pre uh I'm, and this is going to be interesting for us, too, because we've, we've got to take more of a gambling edge. January 1st, it's legal here. Yeah. And I'm going to be moderating a panel discussion on that, how it's going to go, mm. what, what, the, what the parameters are. Um, also, there's a big push. You know, they gotta be, they got to make sure that in their ads that they talk about being responsible. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, don't bet anything that you can't afford to lose. But one of the things that I want to do, and I hope maybe we can get Jack – or someone, MGM, one of the local casinos, at some point, I want to have a guy, an expert in, from from either the Jack or MGM or one of these locals, Mike. We have to set this up. I'm a lifelong sports fan, but I'm not a huge gambler. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole vocabulary. (laughs) There's a whole vocabulary that I'm kind of embarrassed for betting. 
Oh, there's I a mean, vocabulary that I, I used just to be don't understand. I know gambler, you were, and so. you could probably be that guy. But yeah. like, it'd be the charming to have someone in from the, the place there's, to explain there's it There's so to much us. to yeah. it, and yeah. I'm not alone. I, I had a discussion with a number of guys last week where they said, "I'm seeing these commercials, and they're telling me all this stuff." Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I, we're, we're newbies this, to this because it's never been legal here. I, I, when I was at the Browns tailgate, I was with Jonathan Peterlin, and I asked. We spent the first half hour of the show being like, why is this confusing? Like, why would you say plus, but then have minuses there too? Why don't you just say everybody's minus six <laughs> instead of some plus Which is a minus. great question. Why do they do and that? And why is everything based on $100? What is 119? Like, if, if mm -hmm. you're minus 119, does that mean if you... If, if you bet 100, you win 119. But why is right. it... No, that's but, incorrect. Mike. See, look, Mike, here you go. Okay, explain it. Explain it, because no, that's what we, I always thought no, it was. Minus oh. 119, you got to bet 119 to win yeah, 100. Sorry, I had it backwards. Had it backwards. Oh, right. okay, okay, okay. But okay. we want someone from the casino wearing a cool bow tie, right. like a riverboat gambler-looking person to explain these things to I'm actually good friends with the person who would who would be the boss of that person so I'll I'll, I'll well, reach out. we need to we need to do that Mike and I think I don't know what's the biggest one is it I think the Jack's the biggest one right well Jack's is the local one FanDuel and DraftKings are way bigger than right Jack's but like there's yeah. MGM there's 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 a couple of other places mm -hmm. and there's yeah. others getting into the mix once yeah yeah I know there I'm starting my own. own I am starting but my book my, <laughs> my sports book Mike's book it's a little under the table Mike but. Mike's looking for muscle if you if you uh -huh. got anybody out anybody's there. hiring anyone <laughs> all my friends have back problems so if you are if you're healthy you don't have let a me problem. tell you a real quick funny I don't know if I've ever told the story before on the air I might have told it on the radio but so there was a time in my teens and early 20s where I was a big gambler. Yeah, you would But told us I that once mostly uh -huh. did poker, casino, poker with friends, casino, and horse racing. I'm surprised you wouldn't be big on I wasn't really sports. much of a sports better because I loved sports. And at first, I was going to try to keep that separate from my gambling. Right. But that's uh, where your knowledge base is. Yeah. Well, eventually, I did get into it. And I did it illegally with a bookie in sure. some shady situation in Brooklyn, right? This is 30 years ago. So there was one time I had bet a ton of money during the week and I was down a lot and it came down to Sunday night football and I basically did a double or like basically get it all back in one try to get it all back and break even or I was going to be down like what kind of money are we talking about is that at, personal or it, it, you in know the what it's so many thousands it was, a, it was I think I was going to be down 2000 if I had lost which was way more than I could afford so you're the and reason I, you're I the, was like 19 or 20 and yeah. I would have had to gone to, to like my mom for yes. help. You're right. the reason they put the disclaimer on yeah. the end of the commercial. Yeah. You, you, know, you were it, betting money you didn't have to lose. I was, right? Yeah. And so, I'll, but I'll never forget this. The Niners were playing the Saints on Sunday Night Football. And, um, or maybe it was a Monday. I, I say I never forget it. Now I can't remember if it was Sunday Night or yeah, Monday Yeah, it was night. a prime time It was game. a night game. and Which is I, always the heaviest bet yes. because there's a chance to get your money back. And I bet on the Niners. And the Saints quarterback at the time was Bobby Bear. Oh, wow. And at the end of the game, I had, I had the Niners were covering, and the Saints needed a touchdown. A field goal was going to – but if they scored that touchdown, I was going to lose, and I owe the money, and I was screwed. And Bobby Bear, it's like the last play of the game. There's like five seconds left. The Saints have it on the Niners, like five-yard line or something. Oh. And Bobby Bear drops back to pass, and I'm watching this game – I was sweating like a pig. I'm like, please, God, somebody pick it off. Stop it. I'm like screaming. And Bobby A. Bear has all day to throw. He's running around and it, and it gets knocked down incomplete. And I go nuts. And I'm screaming. And my mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. It was just a great game. <laughs> so you then I broke, broke even. even. Yeah. Or I lost like 50 bucks, whatever. Did, yeah. but did I basically you, broke you, even. Did you stop at that I point? I did, believe it or not. I never. I have not bet on a sporting event since that game. Wow! Wow! Now I bet on. I, I still continue to bet on horses and other things, but I've never bet on a sporting now, event. Now I'm, that I'm game. fascinated that Stunning. you bet on horses because to me, I loved horses. I know, but I I have a friend who also had a problem, yeah. and that was his thing yeah. too. And I always used to say, dude, you know so much about baseball it's and crazy. football. I, Why I should have bet baseball? On horses, you don't know jack about baseball. Because there's something more romantic about it. I should have bet baseball. Yes. because I would have cleaned up on baseball. I, well, I do think that with your baseball knowledge, you could always come I, out I on top of baseball. I should have cleaned up, and it was stupid that I didn't. But but don't get I, back into it now. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> but I learned horse racing, but not. I was no expert. Right. Like yeah. I learned enough. You, you to just get had more. Did you ever bet high lie? 
Never, I never went that far. <laughs> that's that's I, when you know you've gone go, too far. That's the equivalent of doing crack. In oh the yeah, alley. my yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had friends that's that did it. Lie. I had friends that did it. It was it, they used to have one in Connecticut when I worked. Oh there yeah, that was 90s. a big one. Yeah, this is before I came back home to go to Columbus. That was shady and as hell. Was so <laughs> you you smelled like cigarettes oh when you pulled into God. the parking lot. You just yeah. like, but what's I used going to go on here in in New York in Brooklyn. I don't know if these are around anymore, but they used to be. You you have OTB off track betting mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i would and though you wanted the, the biggest collection of degenerate you are kidding oh, yeah. you are kidding there's always one at, there's always one guy screaming it's a fix <laughs> it's a fix. And maybe it was i don't know yeah, but right. every time he loses and man but one and i lost more than i won but there was one day out of the breeders cup a friend and i a partner that we hit six out of seven races won a ton of money Wow. If you, want, if you want to bet in Ohio, the time has arrived, Ohio sports fans. Yeah, sports January is going live. January. Yeah! Download the BetJack app today so you'll be ready to go all in on all the action. BetJack. Let me give Ohio a— Ohio Sportsbook. So, uh, BetJack did something very smart. And Aditi's hopping on in one sec, so okay. you got a minute here. They, they made in, in their casino, and I don't know if you guys probably haven't seen it yet because it opened late last week, but it's open now. You can go and do fake betting. But like learn how to do it. Learn how to do yes. it, and there's no money involved. But here's the beauty of this place: it looks like a Vegas uh, sports book. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's yeah. got a theater feel to it. Yeah, it's got like 40 or 50 seats. All the monitors you would need. I I I can envision for the first week of March Madness. First of all, the NFL playoffs, the college football bowl games, yeah. the college football, yeah. like all that's going to be fair game this year. And I'm I'm oh, yeah, I'm be great. hoping. That that really pumps some life into the casino because, no but the app is kind of crazy. You can just sit at your house. It's amazing, and you can punch in your numbers and you can bet from the comfort of your own home if you want. I yeah. think you could. I'm not sure that they'll have it with their app specifically, but I know with some things you could bet on like a pitch in baseball. Like, is it going to be a strike? Is it going to be Are a you ball? Kidding me? Yeah. You can do that. You could also bet. One of my favorite bets to make wow. is over under on first rush. So like, will Nick Chubb's first rush be over under two and a half or three and a half? I mean, half you yards? could bet on anything. Literally as long as you, as long as you don't bet, as long as you're in control. And you just having fun with it. It could be great. Remember when that used to just be the Super Bowl where you could bet on yeah, those right. little prop bets, yeah. those weird oh, yeah. things. Now it's like that. And now it's I mean, for all. Well, yeah. I, I think Adam Silver is the he's the godfather of this. Oh, he's the best commissioner. For about 10 years ago, he came out and said the unthinkable. And I remember at the time, you weren't allowed to give point spreads on ESPN because <laughs> they were in business with right, the NFL. Right, sure. and the NFL was like, no, no, no gambling. No, yeah, no, no gambling. Right. And Adam Silver wisely looked at the landscape and said, guys, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. The whole idea is to generate interest in our games, grow our audience, and build our ratings. Yeah. Do you understand the impact that legalized sports book would have? Right. And so all of a sudden, everybody, I remember we debated it that day on ESPN. Yeah. And it was a fierce debate. I can't remember who was on which side, but one of our debaters was like, this will kill sports. It will ruin sports. No way. And the other person was like, you know what? This is outside the box thinking. It's breaking the paradigm. It's going to keep sports alive forever. Yes. And make them more relevant than ever. And, and Adam Silver is the guy yeah. who said, why are we running from this? And now you've had the NBA All-Star Game in Vegas. There's an NFL franchise in Vegas, which once upon a time, Paul Tagliabue, our team in Vegas, told us at a news conference that will never, ever, 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 ever happen. Yeah. Hockey team is Vegas. They're going to have a baseball team. They're going to have a team. basketball team. No it'll doubt. probably be LeBron's. They're going to have all four major sports no in doubt. Las Vegas, and it's all because I of I think the fact that it's becoming legal in most states, you know, all the good states. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. The real states. Yeah, the real these <laughs> rinky-dink states that have nobody in them. Uh, I think it's going to – I think it's the game's more above board because if it's legal – you're less likely to have shady. I mean, there'll still be some shady people. Yeah, involved. there's still. You know, if but, you can if you can bet on first run. Yeah. Whether it's over three and a half, like Nick Chubb can look at that and say, I could take a knee for you know. You have some buddies. Really? Nick Chubb would never. Dollars. But other guys, yes. Bad example for Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. Aditi would never compromise. Aditi something like that. Let's bring on Aditi. Aditi, would you take a knee for a million dollars? You would. That sounds inappropriate, but it wasn't. <laughs> you yeah. missed the rest of that conversation. Yeah, Sorry. no, we were talking about gambling, how, like, it's... Aditi looks horrified right Because now. you can bet on... What? Well, I mean, yes, I'm, I just got sent a message about Deshaun Watson's accusers attending this game, and yeah. yes. he just... I'm late, 
because we just had an hour plus long conversation and solved nothing about how we are approaching this game. Oh, wow. And, um, oh, I want to hear about yeah. that. Television, so network television meeting. TV, she was like, she was like, is Kaepernick so, back? Wait, I thought correct. we got that out of the system. You know, I'm curious, Aditi, as from your perspective, because as a, as just a fan, forget my being a, a radio or TV person as a fan, and I'm watching the game. I don't care about it at this point. I don't want to hear about it on the broadcast. Do you, and I think that the majority of fans feel that way. But it, it, in the same vein, you probably feel like it can't be ignored. I don't know. It what can't do you be think? ignored, Bull. It can't. Okay, so I think that there are multiple layers to this. And one of the things I'll say is that Yes, at some point there is exhaustion with that. How many years later do we talk about accusations against Tyree Kill? Do we talk about accusations against Joe Mixon? Do we talk about accusations against Ben Roethlisberger? Do we talk about the time that Mike Vick served? There is a period of that. I acknowledge that. But I also think that how do you possibly... I mean, it's a normalization, right? How do you normalize... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Someone as only, and maybe normalize isn't the right word. How do you say that someone is only a football player and only talk about the football piece in his very first game back when he hasn't played in, I don't know what, 700 days. And part of that was by his choice, which is part of the story, his engineering his way out of the city that he will be in, that he's playing. How do you ignore that part? And then this other piece, how do you ignore it when it was largely one of the largest stories in the NFL and when it is part of the environment that we will be in? I mean, simply as journalists, There will be protests, there will be signage, there will be boobs, the same way that when I was in Miami two days ago and MVP chants are taking over the building and we acknowledge those MVP chants in our broadcast, if there is something that is different, how do you ignore it? How is it not part of the environment, part of the story? It is part of the story. should, Should the Browns, should Deshaun Watson throw for 450 yards and the Browns win? Part of the story is that he did it in this incredibly hostile environment in his return to the city where all of these things happened. You don't ignore it then. So how do you ignore it beforehand? You can't. It can't be ignored for sure. It is a difficult. I think finding that balance, Aditi, is probably why your meeting lasted an hour and didn't settle anything because I'm sure there are folks on one side of it that say, look, like Bull, we're here to do a football game. We're not here to, to try to solve social issues or to debate his guilt or innocence. That that part of it is behind. But then on the other hand, to your point of environment, where is a big part of the story? Where is this game being played? And right. what is that environment like? And that is going to be a really tricky mix. I'm sure you guys will get it right because you're going to talk this out and it hopefully will be somewhere in the middle where it's discussed it's not the main storyline to the game, but it is a, it is a thread, and I think also what happens and in that's the game the point. determines and that's that. Exactly it. There's no right answer. You no, know, th- there no. will be someone watching who says, "I don't care. I just want to know whether he can throw the ball better to Amari Cooper or David Njoku, right. or you know, whether the RPOs and the bootlegs make a difference in the way this offense functions." There will be people who say that. There will be other people that say, why are you only talking about the way that he throws the ball and how this offense is more dynamic with him in it? So it's it's striking the right note. It's finding the right balance. And this specifically is such a dicey, weighty conversation because let's remember where 
Mike Vick was charged in a court of law and served time. This is just not so neat and clean. It no, just doesn't go in a neat little clean box like that. And these are accusations. These are mm -hmm. allegations. And none of us have ever felt like there's any sort of really clean resolution in the way that you even address it. So Spiro Didis, who I really feel for, you know, our our play-by-play -play guy, we just went through a whole 15 minutes talking about the NFL's ruling versus what's happened with the grand jury and is it our place to even get into any of that? And let me just say this, none of us wants to. I mean, we want to call a football right. game, sure. right? Like right. we want to talk about football. Yep. Are you but part of the magic of football is that there are storylines that transcend what happens in between the lines. And I had the opportunity to be a big part of one of those stories this past weekend with Tua and the coaching that he has received and the way that that has changed. And it's all interconnected, all these threads, it's all connective in some way. But again, you know, like to me, part of this story is the way that Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett have co-led, the way that they have somehow danced with each other. And I was telling this story going back to the preseason. I mean, I remember a game where Anthony Schwartz, who P.S., kudos to him and kudos to the way that he played on Sunday no and the way that he stuck with it and refused to go in a tank. But Anthony Schwartz in this preseason game dropped, I don't know, a third ball in a row. And he comes over to the sideline to apologize to Jacoby Brissett. And not that Jacoby was done with him, but it was Deshaun who pulled Anthony Schwartz aside and talked to him and sort of taught him a little bit. Look, this is the way you want to turn and this is how you want to deal with a pick or whatever it was. In fact, I don't think it was a drop. It might have been an interception that happened because it, I don't even remember exactly. No, you're what right. That's what, what it I remember was. He quit on a route. He quit on a route. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But it was Deshaun. Thank you for bailing me out there. This is great teamwork. It was Deshaun <laughs> who took over the, okay, let me teach and lead and guide. And the way that these men have worked together, the way that Jacoby talked about that great red zone throw to David and Joku and how they were in the room and Deshaun and Josh Dobbs are telling him, no, this is indeed a great play, even though Jacoby himself didn't really love that play right there. And so that's part of this story. I don't know that, you know, a bow has been tied on everything that Jacoby has done in the first 12 weeks of this regular season where Mary Kay Cabot, the brilliant Mary Kay Cabot writes a story where she has no less than four people saying he's their favorite quarterback that they've ever played with. Wow. You know, like, so there's a lot yeah. of storylines to this game that you want to get into, that you want to share, that you want to educate viewers and fans on and the truth is in a game like this you've got texans fans and you've got browns fans this isn't a national game where you're talking to the audience at large yeah. you're talking to people that know these teams mm -hmm. inside out so to your point bull a browns fan is probably sick of the deshaun watson extracurricular conversation but how do you not get uh, at right. it in some way how do you not do some sort of storytelling beyond just the X's and O's on the field. No, you have to. Uh, Didi, you let need me to give this, those fans something extra. Let me ask you this question. You were around during the time of Ben Roethlisberger. Generally, generally speaking, um, when stuff like this happens, people are going to ask your teammates questions. Um, did that galvanize them to a certain extent? Um, did they use it um, to their advantage of, of, as far as just being like, hey, it's us against everybody Gee, else? I would say that it's not here. I got, I got, uh, I guess, eight years of Ben Roth's career. So that was all back sort of in his past. The motorcycle accident, accusations, the, what happened in, in Milledgeville, Georgia. Um, there were certainly questions about Ben Roethlisberger's radio show and the way that he led and yeah teammates had to answer those questions and as opposed to galvanizing them i think it was just a frustration sort of a distraction a side note which is part of why ben roethlisberger ultimately dropped that radio show i don't know i think it will speak to deshaun watson the leader that he is the teammate that he is who he is in the locker room 
to what it does for a team. I'll just go back to, I remember the preseason game in Jacksonville where there were lots of blue boos, lots of cat calls and Joel Batonio asked about it in the locker room afterwards said, Hey, that's going to be all year. It'll be us against the world. And so at that time, clearly the Browns offense felt like, well, he's one of us and there you go. And I know that that's a point that Jay Feely made in our conversation. He was in NFL locker rooms for what, 13, 14 years. And he said, you know, there were certainly teammates that maybe didn't live their life the way that he wanted to live his life that he necessarily agreed with. But inside that locker room, it's sort of what do you bring to work and what is your productivity at work and what do you offer to that team? I don't know. You know, like, again, this is so hard. I'm not absolving anybody of anything, but I I think if there's a lesson from the whole Ben Roethlisberger situation, football fans want to (laughs) win. They want to cheer on a team that does well and that wins. And a lot can be, I don't know if you just snorted or sneezed, sneezed, but whatever it was. (laughs) Aditi, uh, my sneeze aside, we were before, we were before giving best case scenario, worst case scenario for the Browns. What, what is your realistic, obviously they're three and seven or they're uh, three and eight. Uh, no, they're four and seven. Sorry. Four and seven. Four and seven. They'd have to win out to have a chance. Even if they do win out, they still might not make the playoffs, but they'll have to win out to have a, at least a chance. That's probably not realistic, but I don't know. What do you think is their realistic be- best expectations for you scenario with uh, Deshaun, both personally for him and for the team? I can't speak to that because for two reasons. One, I know who Deshaun Watson was the last time that he played fully. This is a young man that has not played competitive football in, again, I don't know what it is exactly, but 700-something days. I don't know. I mean, gosh, I called a game, or I was on the sideline for a game for the first time in a couple weeks, and I felt rusty. Tua talk to me, Tua, who is playing football at the highest level right now, talked to me two days ago about having a six-day bye week and feeling rusty. So what is a 700-day period of time off? That I can't speak to. And the other thing I can't speak to is I don't know Deshaun Watson well enough to know how he will manage, handle what are some absolutely absurd expectations because let's just lay it out there all of the baggage all of the draft picks given up all of the guaranteed money all of the spotlight and etc etc all of that becomes justified or worth it if he wins a super bowl you're not winning a super bowl in one start but does he carry the weight of that? Does he carry the weight of, I need to be perfect. I need to justify my being here. I need to justify my contract. I need to justify my existence in one game. Or is he cool enough to just say, okay, you can't, the same way you can't score, you know, three touchdowns on one play, you can't win a Super Bowl in one game, in, you know, one week 13 game. Does he manage all that really well? I don't, I don't know him well enough. You know, I, I just, I think that there's a personality component to that. I think there's a psychological component to that. And I haven't spoken to him this week. I don't know where he is on all of that. Aditi, but I do know that the weight of expectations are really, really hard. And how will he manage that? Aditi, do you know, uh, I know that oftentimes you find out that day, but do you know yet whether or not the Browns will be making Deshaun available for the broadcast team meetings when you get to sit down with players and coaches in in Houston. Is that going to happen with with Deshaun? I mean, he better be. (laughs) I've been calling our buddy Peter John Baptiste and say, how are we supposed to do our job if we don't talk to your starting quarterback? I don't think there's been a single... Uh, yeah, there hasn't been a single week where the starting quarterback was not made available. No, but this to isn't. Us. This obviously uh, isn't isn't routine. No, but again, he's your starting quarterback. I mean, we have to be able to talk to him about 
all of these pieces, the rust, what he's capable of doing, running the offense, uh, reacclimating to the team, taking the first team reps all this week, doing a minute again. I mean, all of it. I, I yeah. can't, you know what? The Browns are an extremely professional organization. They Peter are. John Baptiste is one of the best at what he does. There's no way they they can't not make him available to yeah. us. Yeah, Mary Kay really. said the same thing because we were talking about like the availability of players tomorrow. It's expected that you know, as is protocol, the starting quarterback will come out and meet with the media. And Mary Kay made the point that there 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 should there won't be any ground rules. They don't expect that you know there will be a, a, a an unusually short amount of time that they're granted with him. It will be whatever its standard is. If that's 15 minutes they get with him, then that's what they get with him. And she doesn't think there'll be any restraints. I'm not saying and, censor and I think, the questions. And I do think the that time. the Browns. No, and I do. And Jay, I do think that the Browns are especially good at this. It takes me back all the way to Josh Gordon being suspended for which time. And the first day that he showed back up, the Browns put him in front of the media. Right. And it's almost like the quicker you talk, the more you diffuse all the side chatter and conversation. And you have something real to talk about as opposed to speculation and, you right. know, opinions. You sure. actually have real quotes to use. So, Absolutely. and they did it, you know, they, they did it when the league decision came down, you know, they, so I just think that, yeah. And I, and I think the quickest way to Adam's point to move to football and to move to the game is to get past the other piece of, the conversation here. What do you think about you know, the move so, by Busby to bring the alleged victims to the game? What's your What are your thoughts on that? I don't know why they would come. It's so weird. To do me. you remember when Donald Trump was um, debating Hillary up. Clinton and or, Donald or Trump invited? Did. Yeah, oh, right. you did bring did. that up. Yeah, well, Mike did. And I it, said it, it seems like the same thing. It was because Donald couldn't yeah. fit all his victims in in the building. He, that's is that I mean. a good look? I mean, how much of that is <laughs> not it? to get into politics? But yeah, I mean, this is this is a ploy we've seen before. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on I I, I, I it's just sleazy. To, to me, it feels like he's using them as props. And if he wanted to do something nice for them, why does he have to do it on a public stage? Why couldn't he just do it privately without the media and without the case? It just seems like such a slimy, uh, slimy, sleazy publicity ploy where he's actually using these women as props. And it almost undermines the seriousness of the of the accusation. Well, that's, that's, you know what I, I mean? That's exactly what my right. point is. Yeah, and, I don't you know, I don't disagree with you. I, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what Mike is saying, but I would also say it's not just on him. The women are saying yes. You right. know, they're it, Yes, on them most, too. And most women who are victims of who feel that I'm sorry. Most women who feel that they have been, um, gosh, see, this is why this is going to be so hard. Yeah. Most women who have been violated in some way um, don't necessarily want that information out there. Right. Don't want their identity out there. Don't want to feel uh, publicly victimized again, perhaps. Sure. Exactly. But these women have said, yes, they do want to be seen and shown and identified. And so they have power in saying that that's what they want. But so, also think about, you know, other, sorry. maybe the flip side to that is that's their moment. They want to be seen, too. But what stinks uh, is you know, think I, about those again, other women. All, think about all the I'm other sorry, accusers who also settled who are not going to be sitting in a loge at watching right. this watching this guy play football and these women are representing them now and representing their cause and that's got a, that's a bad look in itself too i don't i you know what i don't think there's any right answer and until we put ourselves in their shoes and we fully know how they feel about it you know and again and as i'm talking aloud right here and i don't have something prepared i wish i was a little right. bit more yeah. um it's eloquent right now as I say yeah. this, but maybe that's it. Maybe it's, hey, he gets this big stage. Hey, he gets to be on CBS. Hey, he gets to play in front of all these people and make all this money. Well, I want to be seen too. Ma okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe I it's not just slimy. Maybe should, it's not just an in-your-face thing. We should finish maybe on it's, a, sorry. it's <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a bad job here. <laughs> we should finish on a positive and talk about the Jacoby Brissett era, which seems to have come to an end. Can we just finish? <laughs> yeah, I get it. On, on the Jacoby Brissett era, as it comes to its its end, how are we going to reflect back on it? And do you think we've seen the last of him this year? 
I don't think we've seen the last of him to quote him. It's not like he's dying. I think he's still a vital part of the operation. I think that, you know, every time you see Deshaun come to the bench after a drive, he'll be talking to Jacoby and to Josh Dobbs. I think that both of them have enormous input in what the offense is doing. I think that Deshaun really trusts what Jacoby and Josh Dobbs see. Uh, I think part of being a teammate is being helpful in that way. I think that the same way I was just talking about Deshaun taking Anthony Schwartz aside, I don't think that you should be surprised if the cameras catch Jacoby taking a receiver aside or a back or a lineman or someone to talk about something as well. These are co-leaders on this team. And Jacoby doesn't just disappear and go live in a hole or hide underneath the bench. Do I think this is the last time we see him on the field? I don't know. I don't know. Do, Do the Browns ever at any point get up by 30? And Jacoby gets to go in. I think that's a question for do the Browns ever play the defense? We expect them to play. Yeah, that's the big piece of this. Aditi, we got to run because we got another guest lined up. Thanks, Aditi. Uh, uh, have a great oh, game. We will goodness. be watching. And you can breathe. You, can <laughs> you are now off the hot seat. It is very tricky, but you handled it well. And think what good practice we are. Uh, look, see? Yeah, look, look at us as the preseason right. game to your Sunday broadcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it's right. very, the whole thing is very complicated. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Aditi, Aditi one, one thing real, 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 real quick. Real, real quick. You are, I'm going to use a word that you said. Beleaguered. You're in a beleaguered situation. That's a good word. On Saturday, Sunday. Are you going to give the definition of that? Did she leave before I could drop a Wow. She froze. Like me hey, she I, w- I would have been gone too. Click. She yeah. dropped it on the <laughs> on Sunday about Tua. Excuse me. And yeah. no one knew what Bless it meant. You. The hit was phenomenal. I'll share it. But we got Quincy trouble. now. So, G. Bush. Let's no one Quincy. knew what beleaguered meant? <laughs> G. Bush, you know what Mike doesn't means? know what it means. You don't know what beleaguered meant? No, I, I did. I had to look it up. I do now. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Wow. That's like a I, freshman level ACT word, geez, bro. We I took the SATs. We live in the United Texas too long. All right. Um, G-Bush. Your man, oh, you got your buddy in. coming on. Hey, listen, you can't just say my mans. They're acting like this is like, like he don't got – like you don't got no followers, dog. Like you ain't got no – put no but work in. But he's your – he's like, your buddy. He's your gift. <laughs> your <laughs> mans. You booked your him. guy. Now, listen, look. Listen, that's you, well, you, you, Aditi is, you, you know, your friend. I, I yeah, will say that. True. I don't look that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? We first had Aditi on the first no time. No one I does. Don't worry, Quincy. No uh, one does. You know, shout out to Quincy. Uh, Quincy Carrier, the worst sakes on YouTube. I don't know how many got <laughs> followers. You got 40,000, 50,000. What you, what you got going on, man? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, just hit 10K on Twitter. We got 36, I think, on YouTube. Uh, it's nice to be on here. I just want to point out that nobody has said anything this whole show about G. Bush having his kneecaps out. And I know this ain't the first time I've seen the kneecaps out of this show. Brother, you 6'5", out here with your kneecaps out, thinking nobody going to notice? Hey, this is But he does it all the time. This is high fashion. Y'all can't say Uh, nothing. uh, Y'all can't say nothing. uh, What was in shorts yesterday? Yeah, y'all can't say nothing. You can't. Listen, only brothers can point that out. He accidentally hopped out of it. You like you got high socks on. We can say something, but I'm used to it. What do I care to do it? I do these things. You want to show off your, your sexy knees? Go ahead, show me these. You want to dress like a 20 year old boy in jeans? <laughs> See, there you go. Hey, look, you came on start trouble. He's about to be at club. He's about to be at West Six after this. Let's talk. That's where he's going. As soon as the show's over, Quincy, he does it every day. <laughs> right. But I'm actually, I'm going to start you off. Listen, are you going to drink the Kool Aid? I've been stirring the Kool Aid. I've been giving a tall glass of Deshaun Watson, could possibly go 6 0. What is your, what is the highest level of expectation? What's the best case scenario for Deshaun Watson in six games? I mean, like, if you look at what he did his rookie year in six games, right? I think it was 21 total touchdowns, something crazy like that. Now, he had, like, three, four touchdown games. Um, It's definitely possible that he goes off. And this offense is definitely designed in a way to where it's easy for a quarterback to kind of take over. Also, you know, he has weapons, right? This is probably the best array of weapons he's had since he's had DeAndre Hopkins as that wide receiver. Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody who seems like he could play really well with with, uh, Deshaun because he's already played well with Jacoby. And then you look at it from a running back standpoint. Like, I was talking on Twitter with some people for, like, hours about how much stress that just putting Deshaun Watson in that backfield suddenly puts on the defense because now right now the Browns are one and a half dimensional which means hey if you beat us with throwing you beat us with throwing right like they're not really respecting Jacoby in that way you put Deshaun Watson back there 
Next thing you know, this becomes five-dimensional because now you have to worry about the running back. Now you got to worry about at the mesh point if Deshaun Watson pulls the ball out and goes the other way. Now you also have to worry about if he goes at the mesh point, pulls the ball out, runs right, and then you bite hard on that if they could float that ball over to David Njoku on top of you and maybe slip you, right? There are so many different things you have to worry about on just that one play that did not exist before that that can change everything. And in football, we know that football offense and defense have a symbiotic relationship. One does one benefits from the other and one gets hurt from the other. And the offense yeah. is going to be better with the higher. Yeah, it's going to be better with a higher quality quarterback with Deshaun Watson. And what you're going to have is, hey, maybe you can get into less situations where you're down 10, because every time this team has been down 10 this year, that's when it's got embarrassing when it comes to their ability to not stop the run. Right. It's been historic how bad they are against the run. But you look at the three games where it was like that. Uh, New England, they double dip, got up 10 after that first drive in the second half. Same thing happened in Miami. Same exact thing happened in Buffalo. That's when it got embarrassing. If you can avoid those situations with just having better offense, being able to execute better in the red zone, which is exactly what separates Deshaun Watson from a Jacoby Brissett, then all of a sudden you're talking about the defense looking better because they're in better situations. So is it possible that Deshaun could go 6-0? and I don't think that's a crazy thing to think. The teams that they're going up against aren't really Percentage that difficult. Chance. Right? The Percentage Texans, chance. They go 6-0. Oh. Percentage chance. I would put it, since the defense is so bad, I would say there's about a 45% chance. You're out of your they, mind. They go 6-0. That's six still and very You're high. out of your mind. That's very That's high. absurd. I'm, what That's what absurd. makes you feel like, okay, okay, boy, boy. A what 45% makes you feel like chance they go 6-0? and oh? there's, there's not a 45% chance any team goes 6-0. and oh. <laughs> Very rare. A team the wins Chiefs, what, okay, what are the teams that you're worried about in that stretch, though, boy? You're playing. Well, the for, Bengals. That first of all, there's... There's four teams. You have the Bengals number because you're matched. You match up against that's, them favorably. That's and the Ravens so the team, so, the team, the so the team who has beaten the team is always going to win the next time. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, that's no, no, no. Boy, this is not silly. They've beaten the Bengals every year almost since since they've had every the year. This three years. Like, and then yeah, before that, the Bengals Jacob, beat them. With, and then before that, Joe, the Browns with beat Joe Burrow them. and a lesser quarterback. How yeah, is but, that? But now Joe Burrow is playing at a at a Pro Bowl level. He's beat. Chase he was playing at a Pro Bowl level last year when they beat him. He did. In the second half. You're, of the season. you're right. He not? He, he, he had Jamar he's Chase. Him, he's he might him not twice. have Jamar Chase this time. He's beaten Burrow twice since his rookie year. The rookie year, the Bengals suck. Yeah. Okay. The, nobody. The Kansas City. Who's the best team in football? Kansas City. They don't have a. And the Bengals match up well against Kansas City. You act like but, football isn't like. About the matchups, of course here. That's what it I'm saying. is. Like, it's no the no that team has a 45 percent chance of going six and zero. No team, not even the Chiefs. I think they have a 45 percent chance. If you okay, look at the stretch, whatever. I don't think that's a crazy well, thing. Well, I to think, think you know, if you um, look at the Eagles or you look at the Dolphins or you look at some of these teams, maybe they do. But here's the thing, and you know this, Quincy, the difference between winning and losing in the NFL in 75 percent of the games, it's one play. 75 percent mm-hmm. of the games. I, I was looking at the Texans, and they they have just two more losses than the Browns do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's well, not mm-hmm. like – I know we want to look at them as well, this all-time horrible team, but Quincy, when you look at their schedule early in the season, they could have easily won two or three more games, and if they did, and I know that's a big word, but all of a sudden, one, nine, and one could easily be four and seven, which is exactly where the Browns are. I got you. So, it's not like – Yeah, here's what – you know, anybody can win in the Here's what I'll say to defend my point. Here's what I'll say to defend my point, though. In four of those six games, inarguably, the Browns have the better quarterback in that game. And you can argue that the offense is so much better with them. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with yeah, the Texans. Yeah, I, I will agree with you on that. They have the better quarterback. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm not done. Uh, they have the better quarterback in four of those matchups. And two of them, Cincinnati is a team that you match up well with because they can't do anything with Miles Garrett. You have the corners to cover their biggest strength. And they're not necessarily a great run defense team against you for whatever reason. Baltimore is a team that you played very well against with Jacoby Brissett. You can say that that's a game where it does come down to the quarterback, and they just lost to Jacksonville. Lamar Jackson, it's not like – like I would say Joe Burrow is definitely going to be better than than Deshaun Watson, but it's not been that way for Lamar Jackson this year. He's been very inconsistent this year. So in five of the six games, you can argue that you might have the better quarterback at that time. And one of those games is against a team that you match up with well because you have pieces in their specific weaknesses. Then how is it crazy – to think that they have a less than 50% chance to win those games. 
Well, that's all I'm saying. It's just because all of them. I think it's because the way the ball bounces in the NFL. And the Browns' defense has been awful. The Browns' defense has been bad. And balls take weird hops. It's not round. We know that. So, you really – and, and it's Bulls, like Bulls flipping right. a coin six times. Okay, Bull, what, what would you put the percentage at? Of the Browns winning ten. all six? Ten, ten yeah, max. What would you put? I would say about a 5% chance. Low. It's six That's and slightly low. You know how hard it is to go 6-0 and oh in the NFL? Know. It could not happen that I'll tell you this. If they go 6-0, and oh, bro, you're coming on the Monday after the game <laughs> the, uh, of the last, the the last game of the The crystal ball. Season, you come and on. you're going to bury Bull in the dirt. Hey, because I, mean, have, I hope he's right. But I hope he's right too. Hey, these guys, a 50, 50 shot. Yeah, these guys, these guys act like we playing the eighty-five. The Bears. It has nothing to do with who they're the playing. The Bears. Who's going to win? The Browns have played two good games out of eleven. You well, gonna, they're going to play. That's why I'm with you. I, mean, I, just, I don't think forty-five is. I think it's too high. I think 10% is a little too low, but they haven't won back-to-back games all season. That's right. It's not too low. It's six wins in a row. That's just saying. It's a do we not realize how hard it is I, to win six in a row? I know. It actually I just, would be seven in a row. I, I mean, but here's right. the thing. All these games, outside of the Texans game where the Browns are going to be a big favorite, all of these games, the Browns are either going to be anywhere from a three-point favorite to a three-point dog in the rest of the games. Their other five games are all – the Browns can win all those games. They can lose all those You're games. Right. They're all coins. The, the, the odds that, that five coin toss games are going to all go their way, there's no way that's 45%. Hey, I don't know. We've been pretty I'd argue that we've had bad luck all year. You can argue that's true, Quincy. We do. We do for bad. We do for some decent luck. I it's not just bad too. luck. The Browns – they got Browns got great luck. They were down seven against Tom Brady and they won. That, he was two hundred eighteen. That was the first time that the ball bounced. That's one like game. That they missed one game fact. because of a missed field goal. The Browns defense has been trash yard. in nine of eleven games. Well, you, that's a fact. Do you do do realize the Browns have done something that was ninety nine percent sure? No team has lost the way they lost to the Jets. Ninety nine. And no team had ever beat Brady the way they beat Brady. No Never. team there in two hundred eighteen games. There you goes. See, here's the problem. So it evened out. Here's what. By the way, you can tell Bull is brilliant. By the way, did you see the heel turn? He was optimistic, Bull, last week. Wait a second. He Hold picked, on. He no, I have been optimistic. <laughs> I don't think he's not I optimistic. like this team. Yeah, Quincy, he's I, I'm not. I'm getting bogged right. down on the 45%. He's, he's, he just don't one. think they're going to go 6-0. I did say, say they, they could possibly go 5-1, and one, but I would never say it's a 45% chance of 6-0. But let's get over Let's get over the number. I'm bogged yeah, down yeah. on it. Too we'll get over that. What other point do we want to make? I like the optimism. I do like the optimism. I say that we're all dismissing Houston like, you know, like they're – they're a Division three college team. I they am. are. I the am. fact of the matter no, is I, that I, I just gave you the example. Yeah. They're one nine and one. They have two more losses than a Browns team that's playing with a new quarterback. But they've compl- they've cratered the last couple of weeks. They have been bad have, the last a team couple built of weeks to lose. Like that well, Chris, looks who, like who played that quarterback doing. for the Texans yes. this week. It looks like they're tight. Who, yeah, who's going to play? Who who's is playing? I think it's Kyle Allen, I believe. Good Lord. No. No. <laughs> okay. It could be no, Allen. No, Kyle no, 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 no. Cool. Uh-huh. I could have just Come made on, up no. a name and you guys wouldn't have. I, I, that's, <laughs> that's why we don't, we don't care about them. I heard if Trevor Sampson started. But guys, can you imagine, though, if it's an L? Can you, can, you, can you imagine where this franchise is going to be next Monday yeah. if it's an L? Yep. I mean, the Same Browns have were after some the historically game. scrubby quarterbacks over the years. Where, where is the where is no, the rust factor? Away. Like, there's a lot of people that talk about the rust factor. I've been I've been a little more bullish on that. I've been like, hey, look, he has not played in a very long time, two years. But I will add, Kevin Stefanski's playbook is meant for it. It, it makes people look good. Like, you're going to run the ball. You got play action. He's not going to be back there in five mm-hmm. wide throwing the ball 90 yards. Kevin Stefanski's playbook can make good quarterbacks look great and average quarterbacks look good. I don't think he's going to look that crazy. What do you say? I think the rust has been something that's kind of become a talking point that's like grown on top of itself. I think, yes, it will be a factor. Is it possible he could have a bad couple of of drives? But I don't think he's going to look like a completely different quarterback for like two games like people are making it seem like. I think this is something that most dudes seem to shake off like, you know, now we've never seen a case at quarterback that long Deshaun Watson has, right? Like 600, 600, 700 days. But we have seen it at left tackle, right? Um, I forget his name, Trent Williams on the uh, San Francisco 49ers went a similar amount of time without playing. He got better when he came back, right? Now, left tackle is not the same as quarterback, but it's still a very complicated position to play in the NFL. And some of this stuff is just in muscle memory. And once you get, like, if we've done something for a very long time, 
it doesn't take that long for us to get back into it, right? Like it's kind of just muscle memory at that point. There are going to be some mistakes. There are going to be some fumbles that he's going to have that he normally wouldn't. There are going to be some interceptions that he throws that he normally wouldn't. There are going to be those things that pop up and the rust won't be like a two-week thing. It's going to be something that pops up in this whole course of him trying to get back and acclimate it. But I don't think it's going to be something that's going to overpower his play to the point to where it's going to it's going to dip into the negative, right? Like, I don't think the rust is that big of a factor. It will pop in and out. Um, there will be certain mistakes. Like, he's not going to be as comfortable in the pocket. That's something that you just got to get used to in the NFL. He's not going to see certain things as clearly. But I don't think it's going to be like he's a different quarterback. I think he'll just have a couple of slow drives every once in a while because he's trying to get used to different looks that he didn't see or wasn't anticipating um, or hasn't seen in a while. I what think about that's the crowd, Russ though, Quincy? Uh, this, this crowd is going to be one of the most hostile we've seen probably since Michael Vick came mm-hmm. back. Uh, what impact do you think, if any, that will have on his play? Because it's going to be his old house and he's going to be the enemy of the state. There's two types of uh, reactions usually to that type mm-hmm. of uh, crowd environment, right? Yep. We've all seen players that have shivel, uh, shriveled under that environment, and then there has been LeBron, right? Every time LeBron came back to Cleveland, I wanted the fans to stop booing because it made him go off with even more points. <laughs> he was going to go off for six You're right. You're just because. Right. Y'all uh-huh. booing? You know, let me hit this three from this specific spot in the key, and then boom, it's over. Yeah, he right? heard it. So cheers. we'll find out about Deshaun because that's going to be a high-pressure environment. He's going to want to perform greatly. It's going to be, you know, almost like a play. I hate when people say this, but it's going to be a playoff-like environment sure, for everybody on that team. Is he a um, diamond it, or is he a busted Deshaun. pipe? What do you think? Is he a diamond? Because yeah. pressure makes diamonds and bust pipes. Which one, which one is he I on mean, Sunday? I mean, every situation that he's been in previous would, would show that he's a diamond, right? When he was in those clutch situations at Clemson, that's different. It's college. Nobody actually hated him as a human being yet. Like, it's much different than it is now. Uh, but, you know, every he's time right. he's been in that situation, he's answered, right? That's what Deshaun yeah. Watson is kind of known for is those fourth quarter comebacks, those clutch moments. So I don't think it would be... Uh, I, I wouldn't assume that he shrivels under this moment. If this is like Baker Mayfield, oh, <laughs> dog, I'm betting against him. And, but, and, you, and, this is not and at one point in time, you you was waving the Baker flag. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't oh, criticize yeah. him for that. A lot of people were. Were you a Baker him. bro? A lot oh, of people were. Was he a Baker bro? Oh, yeah, we hey, were Baker bro. Around. G. Bush. G. Bush was out here riding for, uh, what was his name? I was Case, I put Case, Case Keenum, Keenum in. He had put Case Keenum cake. He, in 2020, <laughs> Case Keenum I cake. used to roast him all the time. He was rocking with Case Keenum. Yeah. I was like, get out of here with that. Man. Hey, yeah, was, that's a bad pony to bet on. Hey, Quincy, great job, man. We enjoyed you joining the, the group. And if by some, listen, if they, every every time, if they get to 4-0, you're I'm on that you. week. If they get the five and zero, you're on that week. And if they go six and zero, you get to come in studio and sit next to Bull. Yeah, yes. oh, I like yeah, the way you have. Have. Let me make okay. I like that. I'm not saying six and zero is impossible. <laughs> I like I'm that. saying forty five percent is crazy. We'll see. There's only been What's two sixteen Javion winning Clowney streaks Clint? in the entire league this year. What'd you're you right. say? Two. Was that Jadavion Clowney clip they had this weekend? They didn't believe in us. Well, God did. I still don't believe in him. (laughs) All right. Quince, thanks, man. Thanks, Quincy. Great job. Thanks, Quincy. Quincy. I I like that God really wants Jadavian Clowney to win. That's been a priority for him for a while. Now, I don't believe in God, but if I did, like, I think it would be pretty obnoxious. To think God cares about you winning a football game. Yeah, yeah. God is in like the I mean, Middle what? East. He's been over there for centuries. Yeah, he's trying to solve, trying to solve that he's whole thing. He's got bigger issues than who wins the the, the, God's the Browns. Like, no, God, game. God's like, no, I really doesn't. want to help Deshaun he Watson's really does. team. <laughs> That's what God's saying right now. <laughs> How's this gonna look? So I don't care. I'm God. So did Jadavion think the Browns? God wanted the Browns to lose the games they lost. Apparently, I mean, yeah. Apparently that's how it goes. Well, he must. And nobody. I've never seen anybody blame God after a game. God always right. gets the credit. No. I've never seen anybody say, so, Tom, is, what happened out there? Well, so, what happened was God didn't have our back. That, that, God, that, that was us, what man. happened. God, God got just, screwed by God. I got, I got I was so, that was so blasphemous. I was like, oh, Lord, I didn't mean that. I had no parts in that, Lord. You didn't do anything. God What's really, up, Mikey? We got two internet comments. We got to read them when we bring you internet comments. It's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits. PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva, my new home, are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, benefits, packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses. You can apply online 
at precast.com slash careers. Hip hop hooray! PCC hooray! PCC. Oh my Why gosh! Would you wow. do that, that to our culture? Uh, yeah, that he was just, rough. I feel he just like hijacked your culture. I thought that was a white guy. It. You know what? <laughs> we just had. Quincy oh no, I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> we we got I'm thinking of what's the other? What's this, the white rapper guy from back in the day? Oh. Vanilla Ice? Vanilla? No, no, not that guy. Marky Mark? No, what's his Eminem. name? Machine Gun Kelly. No, no, no. The guy named all of them. Beastie yeah. Boys. Jump around. Jump, uh, jump, jump House of Pain. House of Pain. House of Pain. That's yeah. what I was thinking it was. It would have been funny. Immediately it would have been, been funny if PCC Air Force just said, PCC Air Force is no longer sponsoring this show. <laughs> We're, done. After that, We're done. We've hit the because wall. Because of cultural appropriation. Yes, yes. Two you've, comments you've whitewashed everything. No, just appropriate it right. I have. I'm no. not even white. <laughs> no, my favorite part was the <laughs> Yeah, that that did it. That, that, that is done. We can't come back from that. Get out of here. Uh, Donnie, Donnie M says, Mary Kay is a very smart woman, for sure, Hall of Famer. We agree, Donnie. And D. Grat, worst case scenario is winning five in a row with a chance to win the NFC North and getting smoked by Pittsburgh or the AFC in the final North. game. We're in the AFC North. Yeah. Did yes. I say NFC? Yeah. He said yeah. AFC. He right did. Now. Okay, he got it right. He said You're right. screwed. That's, so that would be classic. Let's talk about that for a second. I'm glad you brought that up. So, uh, let's I blow off final takes. I, I read a piece yesterday. Yeah. No, no, we'll do, no Paul, do you have a final take you have to do today? No. Okay. All right, then we can, we'll, we'll do at, this. Yep. At 10 and 7, um, we've just made the assumption that 10 and 7 isn't going to be a rubber stamp. No, it's not. I don't. What, let's talk about the scenario where they finish 10 and 7 but don't win the division. I don't see how they get in as a wild card. It's possible, but unlikely. But all the teams that are going for the wild cards have beaten us, with the exception of Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Patriots. Or I mean, no, the, no, the Patriots beat us. We can uh, all agree it's a pretty stacked deck at this point. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, no, it would be about those teams not getting to ten wins. Some of those teams. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a. I mean, there's already how many of them at seven? Right. Right, but. You know, those teams aren't that, some of those teams aren't that good that they couldn't go two and four in their final six games. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm right. saying it's right. Possible. Here are the teams. Let's we'll go through them. Real quick. Well, yeah. Baltimore's got a one. I, I loved seeing. On their I loved seeing it, the, the graphic before we even won the game the other day that said in the hunt. Hey, it was the Browns hey, at three I'm and seven. You, that's going creep. That's going to you know every team win. in the AFC is still in the hunt besides Houston. Literally every <laughs> wow. team besides Houston is in the hunt. In the hunt. That's not unusual. I yeah. mean, that's the, yes, that's it the NFL. This late in the season. Who in the NFC is out? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Oh, there's multiple teams because the, uh, the Rams are officially eliminated. The Bears are officially eliminated. Uh, officially? Yes. At three and nine and three and eight, neither of them can uh, still reach the playoffs. See, I like yeah, it. Three and nine is in the hunt. In the hunt is like my credit score. I'm there. Like uh-huh. they go straight Knocking turn me down for no house. You guys watch Monday Night Football last night? It was funny. Uh, <laughs> Joe Buck said, "It doesn't matter which network we work at. Oh yeah, it's, when right. they show the playoff picture, the uh, they always have division winners, wild card, yeah, and then everybody yeah. else. It's always referred to as in I the hunt. That. Yeah, I heard and he's that. like, can we come up with something else? Does no. it always you know what else is interesting? It's part of our souls. Joe now. Buck suggested sniffing around. <laughs> sniffing around. That was good. I like that. I love that. I right. thought that was great. great. He would have never way, done that on his own. Because right now the Browns are sniffing yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, Jeff Saturday, hand in your uh, genius credentials. You just blew that game, my friend. You know, there was a lot Ouch. of talk about good his misuse of timeouts. Good thing he's not using analytics. There was a lot of talk about his misuse of timeouts at the end of the game. Not calling one there when he when he should have called one. Yeah, they were the inferior team. They're not a good team. Neither is Pittsburgh. They could have won that game. I just I thought the problem I had with Jeff Saturday yesterday was he, there were too many stretches where Jonathan Taylor was invisible. Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know why they waited so long to get him involved in the mm-hmm. game plan. Jesus, he's your whole team. Just let him run. The I ball. don't know that they're the inferior team. I think they're equal, and they no. were home. Listen, I know you kill the Steelers. I know you do, but yeah. I, I I've only watched three full games of Pickett. I'm seeing improvement week. Every time I've seen yeah. him, I've seen major improvement. I, I thought he was awful. Running game is starting to get going a little bit. It is. It is. Just remember this. Just got back. He was when gone Peyton for a Manning while. When Peyton Manning was a rookie, he set the rookie record for the most interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to become Peyton Manning. Uh, what I'm saying is, in that system, 
with the infrastructure he has around him. Yeah. I, I don't think this Steelers team is as bad as no. their four and seven record is. I, I do. don't. I, I know you we'll do. See. We'll I know see. We'll see if you time do. goes by. Yeah. But I'm not a believer in Kenny Pickett. I don't think. I and mean, he made some throws yesterday, though. And how about the catch uh, that, that Pickett? Uh, did you see the ball? It was down the right sideline. I don't know how he got two feet inbounds. It was yeah. kind of like Harrison a little bit. He was, you know. He's got, I mean, he's got, some, obviously he's got two really good receivers and a really good tight end. Uh, I don't like his backs. I don't think, not, I think Najee Harris is Trent Richardson 2.0. Um, and I, I, their offensive line is still not great. It's we'll see bad. about Pickett. It's bad. We'll see bad. about Pickett, but I didn't think, I thought he was awful against the Bengals the week before. He so. was awful, but boy, I, I just I, thought, yeah, now I, he, yeah, and he may be good. Doesn't mean I'm right, but yeah, but I don't think the Colts are very good. I, I don't know. I don't think the Colts are good either. Yeah. All right. Um, I, so there is a path you can go 10 and seven and then there's still a path for this team to get a yeah, wild card. But it, yeah, if the Browns go 10 and seven, then they have a reasonable shot to make the playoffs. Yes. By the way, but even um, that's not a guarantee. The, the, far the, from the, it. The you know the p- playoff calculator is between four and seven percent. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have to go six and zero. Oh. If you go five and one, you have zero. I mean, you have like a no no. Chance. You're you're just not going to no. make it at nine and eight. Nine and eight's not going to make the playoffs. So they're saying unless both the Bengals and, and Ravens also the, 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 rea- the, the reality check will come because they play the Ravens before the Bengals, right? They'll know right there the what they're talking about because they, they they would have to beat the Ravens. And yeah, they lose the Ravens. To, they're eliminated from the division. I think the, the Ravens are beatable. The reality, I, I, show, I the reality show. Or the reality check is Cincinnati. I agree I with you. It's one hundred percent. I mean, that's I, the most difficult game left on the schedule. And that's by when far. that's when we are going to determine whether this is one of those shows that we look back on in a month and we are just laughing our asses off. We're right. just like six and zero. Oh. I'm six telling you, go oh. through this, go through this, and that. So this is one of those shows I can already feel. We had in the though, air. if you think about it, this is funny. Aditi, I don't want to put her in the six and zero camp. She said, "Could they do it? Yeah, they could." But what's funny is there were three people on this show who I'm res- I respect a great deal. Mm-hmm. G. Bush, Mary Kay, mm-hmm. and Quincy are all saying, hell yeah, they can do this 6-0. Not like, is it possible? Yeah, but it's a long shot. Mary Kay seemed they more in than up. you. Yeah, she, she came. Well, she, she said at the end that they'd go 4-2. She, she said she they did, could. But, she said, she, but she said all of these are winnable games, and I again, wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Again, any team going 6-0 is very unlikely. It's very, very We've had two six-game winning streaks this season. We're on the yeah. verge of two others. Miami okay. is one so five would, in a row. Philly's one. So five that would be four or not through, Philly, uh, through 13 weeks. I mean, yeah. and none of them. And, it's but, and those unusual. are all much better teams. It's highly yes. unusual. And but, who aren't starting with a quarterback who hasn't played in two years. That's right. Right. And and it, it, it works two yeah. ways, though. They haven't seen him play. And they don't know what the heck he's going to look like with Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I don't know if we have enough time for this. Tag board. Can we show the Browns locker room celebration? The Browns Sent it out there. Hey. I don't see why we couldn't. Give me one sec. Okay, it was Kevin. Did you guys see that? They're Kevin usually Stefanski's pretty chill post-game. about that stuff. Yeah. Did you got? What's your? What was your thought on that whole scene in the locker room? I, I think winning a game like this against Tom Brady really it, it gives you cachet. I don't care if Tom Brady's a hundred. They looked at Kevin Stefanski and said, "Okay, you've been asking us to do this. We have not been able to get over the hump. We'll give you that." Credit. I thought the celebration was pretty muted. Mm. Like, I thought that, first of all, you know, I hate to do this to him. He's just not a fire and brimstone guy. He's not a guy that's going to rally the troops. He's an X and O guy who the team can look at and say he really has a grasp of the offense. But they're never going to say, what hill are you taking, Kev, because we're behind you. No, they're not doing that. And what really surprised me was, in that moment, the the high point of their season, I think it's safe to say, I was surprised at how muted that celebration was. Even when they gave the game ball to Jacoby, I just felt like, damn, I would have expected that locker yeah. room to be way more yeah. excited I than what they were. I think something that gets passed down to the player, too. When you don't have a coach that's like electric like that, having a player in the locker room to fire everybody up in some way, and I don't know who that is you exactly. Yeah, I don't the, either. You yeah. need one or the other. You either need your coach to be that or your quarterback to be that. I agree uh-huh. with that. Yeah, I agree. By the way, the Panthers, the Steelers, and the Packers, three awful teams have all beaten the, the Buccaneers this year. So, I don't know that beating the Buccaneers is a springboard for necessarily anything. Well, what? no, I, what I, I didn't say that. I no, said you it's did. the high point of the season. No. That's what I, I believe that that yeah. win. Cincinnati was yeah. great, but this one was you lose and you're done. It was a playoff game, essentially. Yeah. Hey, Joe Woods in there kicking it. He like, yeah, I'm here the rest I'm of the back, season. I'm back, baby. Hey, Deshaun uh, Watson I'm gave good me for the, another six we, games. Good, I'm good, bro. My, twi- game my Twitter mentions are about to go down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what he was we excited can't, about. We can't play the audio of this. Yeah. That's right. 
Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, you can look it up. It's on you guys, Brown, uh, nice Twitter work. Page. We did okay. Let's just keep pushing forward. I'm going to check the numbers. Going to look back at the numbers, but I think we all had an awesome time. I just, I just, I wanted him standing on something, pointing, you know, throwing his fist in the air, and everybody right around him and jumping up and down, and it just was he like, has to save yeah, that. we got to go out and practice next His week. season, he has to save it. His season is Baltimore. And the Cincinnati. Yeah. Any speech he got, he better sell or sold in weeks. What if he got drunk right at the end of the game? We're out of time. Overtime is next. See ya. Get the membership. See our overtime discussion. It's going to be good. See you tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.